0: This is Eighth Day Encouragement, a recap of the Sunday service offering hope and faith from the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. You can find us online at holytrinity-nyc.org. Early in December this year, I went over to the Metropolitan Museum of Art to check out the big Christmas tree with its famous Neapolitan creche and angels. I was overjoyed to see it back in its old space, right in the middle of the medieval sculpture court, in front of the Spanish altar screen, just where I'm used to seeing it be as a part of Christmas in New York. Last year, because of the pandemic and other logistical issues, the tree was in another place in the museum. I was delighted to see it surrounded by medieval sculpture and art. While I was admiring the familiarity of the tree and even the giant Spanish altar screen behind it, I realized that I'd never really noticed the other sculptures closer to the tree. On one side of the tree, quietly against a column, is a 15th century German Mary and Child that originally was on the facade of a home in Nuremberg. It was saved and relocated during World War II imagine what that statue must have seen on the other side of the hall across from the tree is a beautiful mysterious virgin mary with a shawl or a veil almost covering her face it's called a mourning virgin or where mary appears to be grieving it occurred to me how appropriate those depictions of mary are so close to the christmas tree mary not calling attention to herself but quietly witnessing, pointing the way to Christ. That's what Mary does at the wedding of Cana, Jesus's first miracle. It's what Mary does at the cross as Jesus gives her to John the Beloved and John to her, thereby creating a blueprint of what will be the church, of of community in the love of Christ. Mary is there for strength, for hope in life after death mary shows up in the edges of our world on the edges of our lives those famous apparitions or appearances of mary in the lives of ordinary people whether in guadalupe or fatima or lord or medjugorje or or even in the quiet personal experiences of the faithful these appearances these uh, these happenings happen whenever we are vulnerable whenever we're humble Whenever we're most in need of God's presence and love, Mary sings from this place of humility and neediness in her song Magnificat, the Latin shorthand for the beginning of My Soul Magnifies the Lord. She begins singing My Soul Magnifies the Lord, but really the Lord has magnified Mary already. This is a theme that runs throughout the scriptures for the fourth Sunday of Advent, but it it really runs throughout the scriptures if we think about it. Israel was not the mightiest of the nations. It was small and insignificant, but God magnified it. God made it larger. Moses was not the most likely to lead the people of Israel out of bondage, but God magnified him. David was not the most likely to be king. Sarah, not the most likely to be matriarch. Great things were not expected. At first, from Jonah or Ruth or Ezekiel or Esther, we could go on and on. A few years ago, a youth minister named Shannon Kubiak wrote a wonderful little book called God Called a Girl. In it, she writes, Mary was a nobody. Yet she found favor and blessing with God. How many times do we look in the mirror and find a nobody staring back at us? We often limit what God can do with our lives because we think our upbringing, our appearance, or something else about our life is not a sufficient tool for the hands of God to use. But if Mary really was a nobody... All it took for God to make her somebody was one miracle on a lonely day when she was just going about her daily business. God called a girl, and that girl changed the world. The same God is calling again, and this time he's calling you. That from page 14 to 19 in sections from Shannon Kubiak's God Called a Girl. God called a girl, Mary, and God calls us. God calls us to be like Mary, who says yes to God and shows the way to Jesus. As we try to discern and pray our way through another spike in COVID infections and uncertainty all around, perhaps those images of Mary in the Metropolitan Museum are especially relevant. On one hand, she mourns and grieves. For the lives that are lost, for the sick and suffering, for those who bear the economic brunt of the pandemic, for those who live where violence and other social problems are inflamed, but also like that other sculpture near the tree in the Metropolitan, Mary presents an image that is joyful and optimistic, a strong mother who's looking ahead knowing that pain will come but knowing just as sure that we all live in god's care and love no matter what and so just as mary drew people to her son on christmas (laughs) like she pointed to people uh, like she pointed people to him at cana like she witnessed to his love and sacrifice on the cross like she lived into the reality of his resurrection may we follow her in following jesus This Christmas, may we notice a little more the Virgin Mary's role in the story of our faith, and through her, may we be reminded of God's reversals, of God's surprises, of God's magnifying love. Let us pray, purify our conscience, Almighty God, by your daily visitation, that your Son, Jesus Christ, at his coming, may find in us a mansion prepared for himself, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. On December 19th at the 11 o'clock a.m. Holy Eucharist, in place of the psalm, the choir sang a setting of Mary's song, Magnificat, by the 12th century mystic and abbess Hildegard of Bingen.